0: Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so happy you're here with me today. My guest today led Legado del Fantasma and is currently the leader of the LWO. It's the Emperor of Lucha Libre, Santos Escobar. On SmackDown, uh, Santos recently formed a partnership with the legendary Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio, which is a collective deeply rooted in the traditions of Lucha Libre. WWE has backlash coming up in Puerto Rico, as well as SmackDown um, this weekend. Nothing has been announced just yet, but Bad Bunny, who's been connected to Rey Mysterio and Santos, is taking on Damien Damien Priest in a street fight. Santos Escobar is a second-generation wrestler, and he's somebody who's been around wrestling for a long, long time. So lots of good Lucha Libre history to go over. So here we go with Santos Escobar. So honored to have with me today the Emperor of Lucha Libre, a man named Santos with credentials no one can question. It's Santos Escobar. Santos, thank you for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Thank you so much, Phil, uh, for having me, for for this, for awarding me this opportunity to have this one-on-one with you and also the WWE Universe. Great, great. So you recently joined up on screen with the legendary Rey Mysterio. What does it mean to you to team with Rey Mysterio and what does he mean to Lucha Libre? Well, he's a Lucha Libre icon. He's a Lucha Libre legend. He's a Lucha Libre Hall of
1: Famer, by the way. Uh, You see me looking away because what I'm looking right now is this. Oh, wow. Very nice. Uh, Respect, admiration. Um, I I, I first met Ray uh, when I was about eight or nine years. That was a long time ago. And, um... I mean, the story is known. My dad told me, you see that kid right there? That's Ray Mysterio. He's going to he's gonna go places. He's going to do something in the industry. And that was it. And my dad wasn't lying. <laughs> Ray became everything he said and even more. Now a Hall of Famer. And for me to have the opportunity to, to be in the ring with him, to be in, in a faction with him, LWO, it's just a dream come true i feel very happy
0: motivated and and ready ready to go and just keep growing you're somebody who's been in the wrestling business for quite some time obviously you as you mentioned your family has too um what kind of things do you pick up from Rey mysterio at like this point of your career what kind of things can you learn from him as as you guys uh you know kind of form this uh, unit together
1: well you know i've been learning for for a lot of from a lot of people uh throughout my career, many legends, uh, came to my aid throughout the years. And I, I could say, I mean, have been doing this for 23 years professionally and training forever for more than 30, 30 years. So this is my life and I've learned a lot, but you know, at this stage of my career, thinking that I'm ready for everything and anything and then being in the ring with people that has actually gone through everything and anything just relays a lot of a lot of knowledge a lot of i think one of the the best things that ray has given me is the opportunity to to actually enjoy stop for a second and enjoy what you're doing because to me born and raised in mexico city it was a distant instant reality for me to ever be in WWE to ever be in the same ring with Rey Mysterio and so the pressure is a lot and when you finally get there all you can think of is you don't want to lose it you already got it you don't want to lose it but the one thing that he told me is relax enjoy look around let's go you know what I mean like it's it's something that might sound very simple and easy but once you're there out there and i and I at wrestlemania when we came out and helped uh, ray i had a second there where i just look around and i looked to my left and there was bad bunny right there and then i looked around and the stadium was full and in the ring ray mysterio winning his match that was magical that was one of the best moments in my life, not in my career, in my life. And this weekend, we were on the road, Friday night SmackDown, Saturday Night Main Event, Sunday Sunner, Monday Night Raw. I I think I had the best weekend in my career since working with my dad over 20 years ago. Wow. It's just amazing. I feel very happy. I'm on a very high note right now and, and just motivated. I just saw Triple H announce a new championship. I feel ready for
0: that. That's a, that's how high my note is right now. Outstanding. You mentioned him just a moment ago, but... Uh... Your thoughts on Bad Bunny wrestling again, taking on Damian Priest at Backlash in a street fight? What, what, what do you what do you kind of make of uh, of his involvement? Uh, it just seems like he's got such a commitment to the industry. You know, it seems like he has so much respect for it. Yeah,
1: it's a San Juan street fight, which I've never been to Puerto Rico, but I'm sure a San Juan street fight is no easy task. <laughs> uh, also, everyone says like Bad Bunny is this recording artist, and, and a multi-Grammy winner. He's none of that to me. He's a WWE superstar. He has shown respect, commitment, love, admiration for what we do. And the only the only way I can repay for that is with respect. He earned his way into the WWE ring, and I think he's got the most difficult task in his WWE career next Saturday when he faces Damian Priest. I've faced Damian Priest on several occasions and it won't be easy, but I'm sure that uh bon is gonna have everything he needs to defeat Damian Priest. And let's just say, Judgment
0: Day decides to show up, LWO is gonna be there. Very good. And I, I had the opportunity to interview Damian Priest last year, right around the time that the Judgment Day was starting up. And it's it's so interesting for that match, too, that you have two guys from literally the exact same village, I think, in Puerto Rico at, you know, a, a WWE Premium Live event in Puerto Rico facing each other. That's That's got to be so cool for them uh, just to be able to have that kind of an opportunity at home, basically. It's, it's kind of a home game. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, we have uh, a May 5th uh, Friday Night SmackDown in Puerto Rico sold out event. And then the next night uh, in El Coliseo de Puerto Rico, again, we have backlash sold out. So it's two events. Uh, Also, Damian Priest, before he became Judgment Day, he was an ambassador for Puerto Rico in WWE. Now, facing Bad Bunny, who is also... An ambassador and representative of Puerto Rico. I'm sure the island is going to be divided. Yep. Uh, and I and I'm here for that. <laughs> I want to see what happens. I want to see how this uh, unravels. And again, I think uh, I think Damien Priest is in the wrong side of history here. I think he should have been with us in the Latino world order, if you ask me. But he decided to be Judgment Day and represent. I don't even know what they represent. They just represent disrespect. Uh, that's what they do. Uh, he could have been part of something new and, and, and different and deep and unique and with purpose. I guess uh, his judgment wasn't right. So we'll, we'll see what happens uh, next week. But uh, again, LW is going to be there for whatever happens. Selena Vega is having uh, the biggest, arguably the biggest, match on her career. She's trying to conquer the SmackDown Women's Championship against Rhea Ripley. And that's not going to be easy either. But at least we're going to be there for her. And I know that she's got enough talent, capacity to go through this obstacle and become the new SmackDown Women's Championship. Selena La Reina
0: Vega. Very good. You basically grew up in Lucha Libre. What are your earliest memories of wrestling, and was it always something that you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, the masks, of course. Um, That was definitely one of the best, the earliest memories in my life is the masks. The arenas, you know, the capes, the colorful Lucha Libre, the little toys. I was always around this, and, and Growing up in this industry, the Lucha Libre industry, that is, it was only a matter of time for me to actually become a Lucha Libre superstar. Now, I don't think no one could foretell that I was going to be a WWE superstar, but a Lucha Libre superstar, I
0: think that that was part of my destiny. And who were some of the luchadors that you looked up to growing up or even as you were... Uh, now, now, for the people who are listening to the audio version of this, earlier Santos showed us the Rey Mysterio mask. He, he's he's kind of showing us some of the masks. So you're going to have to check out the YouTube version of this to see the full uh, the full effect of what he's got there. So what do, you, what do you got for us there? Well, this one is Kanek. Kanek. Okay, great.
1: Uh, he is the one that wrestled with Hulk Hogan. Right. Uh, he wrestled with all the superstars that came from the United States, from the WWF at the time, he worked with them. And, and that's why he, he was one of my idols growing up. Um, El Solitario as well, Blue Panther, uh, Negro Casas. There's a lot of superstars, you know, of course, El Hijo del Santo, Blue Demon, Blue Demon Jr. Uh, it's just such a rich culture. And I call it, I call it, i represent lucha libre that's that's who i am that's where I come from and that's what i'm about I, I call it my thc tradition heritage and culture and i'm addicted to it i love it i love it i love to represent uh, my roots uh, and of course my number one hero and idol
0: my father el fantasma very good um you wrestled in Mexico for a long time. What is the biggest difference for you in the style and in the audience uh, between wrestling in Mexico and wrestling in the United States?
1: Well, it's definitely different. Um, I like to think that the relationship that I have with the audience has always been the same. Uh, I enjoy having a, something. I mean, people tell me that I have a lot of charisma. And charisma is something that you can't, you can't learn something that you either have or, or don't have. Uh, my talent would be when I go out there, of course, the, the, the execution of what we do in Mexico, what they do in Japan, for example, and what we do in WWE, the execution might be different here and there, but in reality, what we do is we generate emotions. Mm-hmm. We put smiles on people's faces, in a nutshell, we generate inspiration. Generate sometimes the booze. We generate the haze, but that's just emotion. Now, if you if you can generate that in an audience, then that's it. It doesn't matter if it's WWE, if it's uh, a different country, a different continent, you will be able to do it, and that's that's the that's a good thing for me. I did have to go through NXT and learn. Learned everything about this business from people like Terry Taylor, Norman Smiley, Fit Finlay, Steve Corino, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Road Dog. Of course, I learned everything from them, but I already had this burning desire to generate these same emotions that I used to do in Mexico and all around the world in WWE. And uh, uh, I think
0: uh, I've managed to do it. I was going to ask you about your time in the the performance center, because it's always interesting. You know, you have some people that are starting completely from day one right there. And then you've got people such as yourself and many others who have come from other backgrounds in wrestling. And people are like, Oh, what does that person need to learn from the WWE performance center? But what, what does help a guy like you, uh, you know, going through that? Well,
1: do you gotta be humble
0: enough to
1: allow the universe to teach you things every day. You gotta be able to allow yourself to be surprised. And I think uh, the Performance Center is just that. Uh, when, I, when I got there, I was 18 years in the business, 19 years in the business. Um, on the surface, you might say, well, what are they gonna teach you? If you've been doing this for 19 years, it means you know enough to survive 19 years. But in reality, Performance Center is there for a reason, and that is to create the superstars of the future. Now, I may have had the operation of how a match can be executed. I may have had this and that, a dive, I don't know. But a superstar is something different that needs to have a lot of things in a list You got to check a lot of boxes and the Performance Center and NXT make sure that you check all those boxes so that when you're finally called into the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, you're ready for it.
0: One person I've I've loved to ask people about who have gone through the performance center is Norman Smiley. You mentioned his name before, um, and he had such a unique background in wrestling, just in terms of where he was before even wrestling in America. Which I believe he spent time in uh, Mexico and in Europe also as a star. What what was it like picking his brain? Uh, you know, when he when he got to WWE.
1: Well, I met Norman. <laughs>
0: Thirty-five years ago in Mexico. Wow! Uh,
1: so when I when I when I saw him here at, at the performance center, we just reconnected because he knew me since I was a kid. He used to drive uh, around with my dad to the shows and uh, go to the house, and you know we were close back then. And uh, to me, he's one of the he's a savant of of, of wrestling. He's just a, a prodigy, and and to be around him and have him. Have the courtesy to come over and say, you should do this, you should do that, or even congratulate me. Because to me, having the congratulations of people like him means the world, because it means that I'm making him proud. And if I'm making him proud, chances
0: are I'm making other people proud too. Yeah, for me he was always just such a diverse performer just being able to do anything any style you know any and i believe in mexico he was uh black magic was that uh, his persona in mexico that is correct yeah always right. super charismatic super
1: charismatic he used to dance in the ring the big wiggle that was what, you know? <laughs> oh yeah
0: screaming <laughs> Norma smile yeah um what did you think about the original lwo and, and what 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 is kind of different about this version
1: I would say that yes we share the acronym and we share the you know the flag and of course the nostalgia is there but I think in this case what generated the LWO was the respect for lucha libre the respect for who we are where we come from and what we're about legado del fantasma who is my faction my group means legacy of El Fantasma. El Fantasma is my dad. So I'm always representing the respect to the tradition of Lucha Libre. But when we saw Ray being disrespected by his son, his blood, Dominic, that's when I I decided to step in and, and not let this happen because I think if anyone disrespects Ray Mysterio or any luchador for that matter, they're disrespecting the whole tradition of Lucha Libre. And that's why... I stepped in uh, and 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 try to help Ray in, in this issue that he was having with his son and he's still having it with his son. The difference is that back then, uh, the LWO may have been created for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But still, it means the same. It means Latinos united. It's time to represent who we are around the globe. I think the time is perfect. If you think about it, music, Latinos are there. Movies, Latinos are there. Sports, Latinos are there. Sports entertainment, of course, we are there, we're here. And I think it's our time to shine. Uh, and, And under this flag, I have no doubt in my mind, it will happen.
0: How important is it for you, for, for Latino youth, to see positive role models such as yourself and some of the other people you mentioned? And what does it mean for you to be in a role where you're able to do that? Well,
1: just look at my story. I mean, if there's something i like to, to generate throughout these emotions that we discussed earlier is inspiration. To, to all my Latinos, my Mexicanos, Guatemaltecos, Peruanos, Bolivianos, Brasileños, from all over Central South America or whoever out there who identifies himself or herself as Latino, if they see me, you can do it. If I can do it and I could do it and I could get here where I am right now, you can do it too. That's the inspiration I want to generate. And, and mind you, they don't have to become WWE superstars. Maybe they want to be lawyers, doctors, uh, politicians, Whatever they want to do, my Latinos, Latinas. If there's something I could leave behind, it would be inspiration to
0: them to, to just pursue their dreams and achieve their dreams. Very good. And your father, El Fantasma, you mentioned before, he's still involved with the the Wrestling and Boxing Commission in, in Mexico. What's he think of uh, what you're doing in WWE? Uh, he's very proud. Uh, he, he, he tells me every time we're on the phone.
1: And... Uh, I think that that would be it. He's very He's happy. He's very happy and, and pleased and, and honored that I am. He loves Lucha Libre and that's why he's involved in the commission and all that. Uh, he loves his fellow luchadores, luchadoras, referees, announcers, everyone involved in the, in the family and industry.
0: And I think he's happy that I'm representing them uh, properly. All right. And uh, we're going to move to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three quick questions and your answers. Uh, So if you had a totally new fan with no knowledge, what three matches would you show them to give them an example of the best of Lucha Libre and why? Lucha Libre? Lucha Libre matches, three that you'd show a new fan.
1: Well, I would show him uh, my mask versus mask match. That's important. Um, I would show him, and and I know this isn't exactly Lucha Libre, But I would show him Halloween Havoc, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Because that, to me, is an evolution of of that. And then I would show him a match with me and Rey Mysterio. One of the live shows or one of the TV shows. Uh, and, And I think those three. And then I would explain everything, of course. And your mask
0: versus mask, that was against L.A. Park?
1: Yeah, original member of the LWO, go figure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking up the old members earlier. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Hector Garza, I had Damian, El Dandy, La Parca, Juventud Guerrera, Ciclope, Silver King, and Viano Five. I'm not sure if I missed anybody, but no, I those... think that's. I think that's. Did you did you mention El Dandy? El Dandy was in there. Yeah. 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 You got them all. <laughs> who, who am I to doubt El Dandy? As uh, Bret Hart would say, but uh, yeah, he was a, he was a great competitor, and I'm not sure the U.S. ever really saw everything that he was capable of, too. Um, second question: Do you have an all-time favorite mask of, of of a luchador, and and why? I have two. Okay.
1: The number one is this one that I showed you before, Kanek. Kanek. That was my first idol outside of my house, you know, outside of my
0: my father, and and my dad's mask is is number two. Okay. And then the last question: Are there any? Uh, unique customs about Lucha Libre or even misconceptions about the genre that Americans might not be fully aware of?
1: I guess it could be the mask, the mask itself. Uh, I think we are getting there to the point where people really see the American audience, they really see the depth of wearing a mask and the importance in the tradition of Lucha Libre. Uh, Yes, it is part of the the custom, but it's also a a very important tradition that goes way back to the pre-Hispanic time with the Aztecs and and, and the Mayans and all that. It has a meaning to us. And that's why when you finally take it off, you feel naked. And I feel that nowadays with with all the work that Ray has done and, and what I'm trying to do as well, I think our WWE Universe and the American audiences are finally getting to understand
0: the true roots of Lucha Libre and what the mask means. Well, uh, Santos Escobar, you know... uh it's so great to see you waving the flag for Lucha Libre and a company, global company, as big as WWE. I think it's, uh, I, I think you're doing some great work. I could probably sit here and listen to you teach about Lucha Libre. I probably would have about thirty more questions if I had time. But uh, you're you're such a good ambassador for it and for WWE, and I, I really uh, appreciate and I'm enjoying, you know, all the all the stuff you're doing uh, with WWE. So congratulations on all of that.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you again for the opportunity to have this one-on-one and to spread the message of, of who Santos Escobar is, who, what he represents, what I represent, where I come from. And, and just looking forward to seeing you again. And just remind our audiences that next Friday, Friday Night Smackdown, live from Puerto Rico. And then Saturday, May 6th,
0: Backlash, uh, 8 p.m. only on Peacock. All right. Thank you very much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. Thanks. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Santos Escobar for joining me today. I'd also like to thank Chuck Kingsbury and Greg Domino from WWE for helping set this up. Remember to check my Twitter at Under the Ring for all the upcoming guest announcements. And uh, have a great week, everybody.